0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to the program. You're listening to the What's Right Show here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Sam Marjofsky here, Nevada's favorite recovering ex-Californian, reporting back for duty. Now, uh, today... And through the end of the week will be the last times that we have just one hour a day together. Starting on Monday, I will be here uh, for two hours from 1 to 3. So if you're used to listening uh, during this time, don't worry. Nothing will change. Everything will continue as is. But starting on Monday on the 6th, uh, we are going to now be here for two hours starting at 1 o'clock. So uh, take note and adjust your schedules accordingly. I'm gonna get to, in a minute here, the brewing faux controversy uh, that is uh, being, uh, well, is reverberating through the establishment media and left-wing pundits related to the college board, uh, removing certain subjects from the new African American Studies AP curriculum uh, this all because Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, put his foot down, and apparently the College Board of Examiners uh, are going along with this. I'll get into that in a moment. I need to, of course, give you a bit of late-breaking news that is uh, interesting to me and interesting ought to be interesting to you if you believe in justice and are a consumer. Uh, there has been a development today. There, um, after two years... Of investigations, the Department of Justice, uh, both in California and in Illinois, handed down an indictment of a, a very famous lawyer. I've mentioned him here before, Tom Girardi. Now, Tom Girardi was a v- longtime litigator. He did uh, was a personal injury attorney, like I am. So I, you know, know a little bit about this. I know him. I knew him. Was not close with him, but. Had met him on a on a couple of occasions and i can tell you that um uh, so the indictment let me get to the indictments this basic uh, charges here related to the millions and millions of dollars that he stole from his clients using it to uh, what is the uh, uh, la times here uh, talking about him uh, using the money to pay off his amex card uh, his credit card, paying off, uh, of course, uh, some other expenses. But you and I know, following the stories, that he also was one of the top political donors to the Democratic Party in the state of California and nationally. He gave millions uh, to people like, well, starting with the governor in California. Uh, yeah, Kamala Harris, he gave money to Kamala Harris. uh but, uh, yeah, senators, everything. He was a, a very big political operator. Was using stolen money to do that. By the way, no word from these uh, political actors if their this money was going to be returned. So some of them, I think a couple of them have returned it, but the rest have been silent on this. Nonetheless, um, this is this is an example. I've talked about it before. How. Sometimes the Department of Justice does come through and and, and indict somebody who otherwise is is, is very heavily protected, um, and uh, and and this this is this is an example of of I, I hope the beginnings of some justice that is owed to the people who he represented. He represented some victims in a plane crash in Lion Air plane crash, millions of dollars. Uh, were taken from his client trust account to pay his personal expenses so none of this is good of course uh, tom giardy also at this time was married to a a gal who was on the real housewives Uh, i think she still is a real housewives beverly hills and uh you know this was a very expensive lifestyle that was flaunted on television uh he had a couple of private jets a big house all of this uh, which is all fine. We, as conservatives, are okay if you are successful. We are proud of your success, happy for you. We do not harbor any jealousies. Uh, of course, you just can't, you know, you can't be a crook. So, uh, that indictment came down today. All right, let's get back to really a very major issue, and I am uh, just still kind of wrapping my head around all this. It's, it's, the, I, the idea, again, remember the controversy related to the Don't Say Gay bill. This is, this is very analogous uh, and I think gives some amount of um, a parallel to what is now going on with these African-American studies. If you listen to the critics take down DeSantis, attack him over interfering in something that he as a white man ought to stay away from, uh, you get the sense that you know, something is um, is, is amuck, and I tell you what it is: is that that finally somebody's going after some of these things that have been sacred to the left. Uh, let's tell. Let me tell you the things that are being removed from the curriculum. The new framework that was released today removed black queer studies from the coursework along with black writers and scholars associated with critical race theory. The topic of Black Lives Matter is now optional and black conservatism has been introduced as a potential research subject. Now, this is what people are protesting. Black queer studies as part of a... Uh, uh, by the way, you know what an AP class is. An AP class is something you, you take the class in, in high school and that curriculum, by the way, that's that's put together by, by the school. But at the end of the class, there is an AP, Advanced Placement Exam. And you as a student can take that exam. And if you get a certain score on it, you then qualify for college credits. So in my school, when I went to high school, I took a number of these classes. Back then, we didn't have one offered for African-American studies. We had U.S. history. Uh, but we did not have African American studies uh, as as best as i can remember but if you if you got a, a a you know an a in that class was i think weighted as a 5.0 uh because the classes were were college level so it was a great way to boost your gpa and on top of it then you got credit going into college and 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 could test out of certain subjects anything from from math science uh, to the humanities so that's what this pro- program is about the college board recognizes that if Governor DeSantis in Florida, lots of people in Florida, uh, millions of, of folks, lots of students if they're if they're going to pick a fight with him, it's going to be a losing proposition. The real story here is the left is freaking out because it turns out that DeSantis has some clout. that's the that's the lead here. They are freaking out that he is not just being politically successful down in Florida, but he's also. Getting at a national level, an organization like the College Board to listen, to pay attention. Here's Arnie Duncan, Obama's education secretary. This is uh, today on CNN with Biana Galadriga. And uh, Biana asks him, So I want to get your reaction. She's like, I want to hear from you. This is, mind you, this is Obama's education secretary. I want to get your reaction to the College Board. Uh, this framework for African-American studies. Uh, it seems that, you know, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, banned it from classrooms in the state. And what, what you know, what do you make of this? Listen to this. Well, unfortunately, you know, Governor DeSantis has been very, very clear. He has what just appears to be a white nationalist agenda. And what, what I hate most is he just always attacks the most vulnerable, whether it's AP African-American history, whether it's the LGBTQ community, whether it's immigrants, he always attacks the most vulnerable. This is not, uh, mind you, an attack on the most vulnerable. This is a guy, by the way, <clears throat> I mean, can I remind you, according to exit polls in Miami-Dade County, he picked up 57% of the Hispanic vote. What they don't understand of Arnie Duncan and the other folks within the education, establishment, and of course on the race agitation left is that we don't want to have this revisionist history uh, foisted on our kids. We don't want kids being taught in classrooms that America's inherently racist. We don't think, we don't want, and we know it to not be true that systemic racism is the explanation for, as best as I can tell, the way they put it across every problem. That doesn't belong in a class that is uh, giving out uh, college credit to kids uh, in, in high school. And to the extent that that curriculum is controlled within a state, it is appropriate for a governor to put his foot down. Now, he didn't, here's the story, he didn't abolish African American studies. He demanded that these subjects that are controversial, that are political, that are pushing a political agenda, that they be stricken from the curriculum. And now everyone is, of course, freaking out that this is uh, possibly going to come about uh, to you know to be a a, a, a a thing where where a guy like DeSantis can actually get his way. So, of course, I'm going to have some reactions, additional reactions to this when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, I'll, get into the, you know, I'll get into the race. We are starting to understand some of the uh, Republican candidates might come out of the woodwork and declare their candidacies. Right now, Trump's the only declared candidate for 24 for the presidential race. Uh, I would say in spite of Trump's presence, a wide open field. So let's. Uh, get into this here when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Sam Marjofsky here on News Talk 840 KXNT. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Welcome back. Sam Marjofsky here, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian, the sage of Southern Nevada. Live and local uh, here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, it's good to be here. You're listening to the What's Right Show. Just a reminder, uh, next week, uh, we start uh, here live at 1, going all the way to three, two hours uh, every day, Monday through Friday. So looking forward to that. Uh, Should be a great thing, to have a little bit more time to get into some of these issues in greater depth. You know, I, I yesterday in the, in the program, it's kind of tying into today, this controversy, this uh, explosion of anger from the left at uh, the success that Governor DeSantis had at getting the uh, college AP board to step away from some of the more extreme components of the Uh, African-American studies curriculum. And this because the state of Florida basically put its foot down and said, no, we don't want certain things in this course. For example, the CRT, critical race theory, uh, parts that were being taught uh, in the course dealt with implicit racism among conservatives, right? So teaching kids, and presumably, right, you would test on this. Imagine you as a conservative parent, you send your kid to a, a great high school. Maybe you even moved to a, a, a good area so your kid can be in the best possible school. You send your kid to school, and, 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 and he, you know, he's doing well, getting good grades, all that good stuff, and then, uh, lo and behold, uh, you know, at some point, junior year, maybe senior year, you ask uh, little Johnny, hey, what, uh, what did you guys learn in school today? Your kid comes home and says, well, I'll tell you, Mom, I learned uh, that uh, conservatives are more racist than liberals. By the way, I'm looking at the curriculum here. I've got it in, in front of me. There's this whole exercise on application uh, of, of, of uh, implicit association tests. This is part of the curriculum that's been rejected. Um, so, I, I mean, of course, you as a parent would lose your mind over that. And by the way, this is not, in, in my view, is not a proven fact. This isn't like in calculus learning a particular equation and that's the equation. It's not like in you know, AP European history finding you know, the year of the Battle of Waterloo. You're teaching kids things that are politically oriented, not that are based in, in fact or based in reality. And I think, of course, it is appropriate to push back on this just like it was appropriate for DeSantis in the state of Florida to push back on the – well, on the efforts of some school districts in the state to teach gender identity and sexual identity in very graphic terms to young kids. So what the left is trying to now do is scramble is, is to reframe what DeSantis is doing as racist, just as they uh, described the don't say gay bill as homophobic and, and, and uh, regressive. We, of course, know that that bill had nothing to do with don't say gay. It was meant don't talk about sex with kids that are in the third grade or younger. K through third grade is the prohibition. For Pete's sake! And by the way, when I go around and I talk to people, this is by the way, this is a very important point. I urge you all to do this when you talk to your friends who may not be as politically aware as you are. Because I, I go to people. I said, what, "What do you think of that, DeSantis guy?" You know. And uh, and I get a lot of a lot of people have told me, "Yeah, I just don't like this little extreme that don't say gay. That's that's not nice." Said, well, it's a parental right bill. It has nothing to do with not saying the word gay or not teaching. kids. I mean, second graders shouldn't be told about anything related to human sexuality. It's not improper. It's not appropriate. And everyone that I've talked to that is, again, maybe apolitical but has some amount of common sense goes, oh yeah, well, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think that's. that's what are they teaching second graders? I'm like, exactly. So we, you know, the important pushback here is to is to not let the other side frame what is going on here. All right, I get this. I no, I I understand. This, the, this all, by the way, fits into I think what viability DeSantis has going into twenty four. Because all of this, of course, is tremendously helpful in the primary. Uh, they're hearing some noise. Yeah, we got to talk about the field. Because it, it, we've, we've to date, most conservatives, they, they're commentating on this, are looking at it as a binary choice, as a DeSantis v. Trump deal. And the truth is that in terms of polling, you know, Trump is the 800-pound gorilla. He's, of course, got a commanding lead. And... Uh, and, and has an a, a incredibly loyal following. DeSantis has his own following and his own fans, and uh, that, you know, I'm not going to put a lot of faith in the polling, but everybody else, the names that are put out there are, are sort of, you know, in, in the kind of 1%, 2% range in polling. Now, Nikki Haley, there is a tremendous amount of chatter that she intends To seek the Republican presidential nomination in 24, she is expected to announce this month. Uh, Politico is reporting that a person familiar uh, with Nikki Haley's plan said that the former South Carolina governor uh, will enter the race with an announcement in Charleston. That's in South Carolina on February 15th. And this was apparently... Uh, I guess confirmed by a number of sources. So this uh, Haley uh, getting into the race, uh, of course, would be would be huge and would be uh, would be a big thing. I I I think that's a, a one person who's and, and and has somebody who certainly has a bit of uh, some some likelihood of some success. Now. Uh, there, I, I was listening to an interview with Larry Elder the other day. Larry uh, is a, a, a really brilliant guy, lives in L.A. I've, I've met him a couple times. He's a, a talk show host, you know, a, a, a brilliant writer, a lawyer. Uh, he ran for governor unsuccessfully. The, uh, Larry, of course, is African-American, if you, you don't know this, but he's uh, also someone that the L.A. Times called the um, black face of white supremacy. So um, I let you wrap your heads around that one. So at any rate, uh, he's mentioned that he is seriously considering a bid. We know that Pence is considering a race. Uh, Pompeo, I believe, the uh, former Secretary of State, uh, is, con- uh, is considering uh, getting in the race. All of this now. Um, there may be other declared candidates. There's a number of people that are throwing their hats in the ring. And here's the ultimate uh, takeaway from it all. Um, you know, I think it's Trump and everybody else going into it. Trump has the biggest following. People who are voting for Trump, it's it's they're voting for Trump. They're not going to be persuaded to go anywhere else. So depending on how everything shakes out with him, all of his legal problems and issues, um, that is a, a block of voters that doesn't go away. And so, uh, you know, if, uh, a person like Haley, she will get, of course... Uh, She'll get people coming in and and, and certainly get a lot of support. Uh, I don't know if it's enough to get her across the the, the finish line, but we'll we'll get to it. All right. Ah, Story about something related to body positivity. You know the body positivity movement? All right. We got to talk about this when we come back. Sam Marjofsky, The What's Right Show, back in a moment. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit SamAndAshLaw.com. Yeah, you're in the right place. Don't switch the dial. Uh, You're listening to the What's Right Show. Sam Marjofsky here, your host, local attorney, uh, truth teller, and all-around good guy. Uh, Grateful to be with you here. Um, By the way, a little update on my my dog. I know this is, I mentioned last week that uh, I suddenly had uh, a call from my wife. Uh, as I'm at work, and she tells me that our uh, miniature long-haired dachshund uh, is not moving his, his, one of his back legs. And by the time I got home, he was not moving either one of his legs, so we had to uh, get him into a, um, an MRI, it's, they have a, a dog MRI. So they put him in an MRI, and they find out that there is a, a slip disc uh, that's had pretty significant herniation, and uh, and so he had an operation. He's got a, a little uh, incision on his back. Poor little guy. He's ten pounds, absolutely adorable, and and of course he's got a sister who is his uh, a litter mate. So they, we got them both at the same time. They've they've never ever been apart, and they I'm, we're keeping we're keeping Rudy at my my parents' house because we just got to keep them separated uh, because otherwise the you know the, the sister would you know jump on him or you know anyway so we're keeping them apart and they are um they are both despondent in their own in their own way that they're not together so that's i think that's the thing but he's starting to get a little bit of feeling in both of his back legs and so we hope it continues to to mend if you've got pets you know what i'm talking about this is God, you just absolutely fall in love with these little animals. It is, I mean, I have, I have pets and I have kids, you know. The kids, um, once in a while, the pet will pee in the house, you know, but that's the extent of it, right? They, you can't be mad at a, at a cute dog uh, for very long. Uh, kids, you know, I got teenagers. I got a teen and a preteen, and then i my biggest teenager of course is my 9 year old who um is is a real hellraiser so i um yeah so i and she's the by the way she's the one that wants the snake which uh, which i've mentioned here before so yeah I, it's yes of course i love my yes of course i love my kids yeah but i'm just telling you that the, the love you have for a pet is 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 a lot and by the way before i had a dog because i got a dog only when i was Let's see, my first dog I had is was, a, a, was probably 25 or 6, 26 maybe, and I used to make fun of pet people. You know, I'd see them walking around was with their dogs and dressing them in little sweaters and all this stuff. I just thought they were absolutely ridiculous, and um, and then, you know, then, then of course, got married and, and the wife wanted a pet, and, um, and we got our little Lucy, and that was a... I tell you it was a game-changing thing for me so so um there it is now speaking of uh, little little dachshunds and all dogs in fact one thing that is really bad for them and this i'm so surprised that my dog had a back problem because he's only five and he's very lean because of course we don't overfeed him and he gets lots of exercise so it's kind of an odd deal that it it would happen but when it comes to animal health, right? We are very objective in the advice that we give as, as, you know, pet owners. We say, listen, don't overfeed your dog because it's not good for them. Well, we are stopping doing that for people for some unknown reason. I saw an article, uh, this was in the New York Post yesterday, uh, talking about a young lady in the United Kingdom Uh, Her name's Jade Davis. She reached 378 pounds when the doctors told her that she would die unless she lost half her body weight. And the thing that caught my eye about the story is that I finally was seeing something in the news that was real about body positivity because, of course, this movement, and, and it ties into so much of what's going on right now body positivity is this is this thing where no matter your shape you are beautiful and i'm not going to talk about the subjective nature of what is beauty because i, I it's not that's not where i'm going to go with this the fact of the matter is that being big being overweight isn't healthy and celebrating it and 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 making it acceptable for kids at a time when they are developing Habits related to exercise and diet is, I think, catastrophic. It to me, though, also parallels the uh, the, the, the self esteem movement. That this was the, this is the offshoot of this, where starting in the eighties, educators and psychologists would uh, tell parents that it was very important never to damage the self-worth and self-meaning of self-perception of of a child. And that it was important that no matter what they did or did not do, that it was essential that as parents, we at all times supported the kid. Now, uh, I I always, and I've I've said this before, when it comes to self-esteem, self-esteem comes from accomplishment, Self-esteem is something that you develop, and and you know this, right? You've experienced this. It comes from overcoming a challenge, working hard and attaining a result. It comes from sometimes a, a, a great deal of challenge and adversity that is overcome. And the problem when you do away with that and say, well, you're you're good just the way you are, you take away the possibility of a young person and then later an adult to improve themselves, to change, to become better. And you know, when it comes to this this matter of health, right? We I think um you know, in America, well, it depends on the area, but some, some Americans over the course of history have been fairly health obsessive, others not so much. But there are certainly uh, quantifiable metrics where a certain lifestyle is unhealthy and leads to, you know, very serious medical problems up until and through death. Now, I, I, and I look at this and I say, you know, the, the idea that we, we aren't being real with our, our kids about this, that we are telling young people that it's, it's okay to uh, eat whatever you want in sight and be who you are because whatever shape or size you are, you're beautiful. I mean, it's fine, but the result of it, of course, is that we, we're encouraging young people at, a, at exactly when they ought to be told otherwise to not be their best selves. And best selves is not just what you're accomplishing at school or what you're accomplishing at work professionally, but it has everything to do with your, your health. And when you combine this type of thinking together with the very real assault on meritocracy in this country, where we say to people, well, you know what, it's it's really not your merit that matters. You know what? If you want to apply to college, an SAT should not be a deciding factor of whether you are admitted to the school. That doesn't matter. Your capability, your ability is not of, of importance. What matters is just who you are and who we want and how you conform ideologically with as our institutions. And over time, of course, this will lead to, to a, a tremendous amount of loss of, of skill and capability in this country. These are, these are fascinating and, and, uh, and important things. And so, you know, I, I, while I'm, I'm always encouraging people to be kind... Right? kindness is 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 not to be underestimated and and certainly people who are struggling with their weight uh you know this is this is a, a a thing and I will tell you as much as I love to eat and I live in Las Vegas, and I definitely could be a much bigger person i mean, I have to moderate myself and I have to exercise I have to work out and it's um It's it's I'm really happy that these stories are coming out that now finally some doctors are saying, yeah, you know what? You are too big. You need to lose weight or else you will die. And this is a a very important message to be out there. So I'm just letting you know this is a a thing that is ongoing and it is very much present. All right, folks, got to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The What's Right Show here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Sam Rojovsky here, proud Nevada convert. I'm grateful to be coming to you live and local from beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Uh, you're listening to the What's Right show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234, because you deserve attorneys that share your values. You know, I got an interesting question yesterday. Of course, I, uh, fair disclosure here, I am the Sam of Sam and Ash. Uh, co-founder of the firm. And I got an interesting uh, call yesterday about a, a person who actually had caused an accident. And we don't, of course, we don't represent uh, folks that cause accidents. We represent victims of accidents, but but it was somebody that I knew and, and wanted some advice on what to do. And he'd gotten a scary letter from the other person's insurance company. And I just thought, you know, this is probably something... A lot of people wonder what, what they need to do when, when, when this happens. And, and the, there's two things I'll tell you. One, it is extremely important. You turn over uh, everything that you get uh, to your insurance company, okay? Turn everything over to your insurance company, call, call the, you know, open up a claim, uh, and tell them what happened. And, and the second thing is, and I know this isn't so much a problem for any of us here uh, talking because we are all upstanding. And honest people, but very important to just be palms up with your insurance company. And I, a lot of times people, when they when they call their insurance company, they'll say, well, you know what? The person, I don't know, the person cut in front of me, or the person really slammed on their brakes really fast. And they and they're they're trying to explain why the accident happened, why they, you know, rear-ended the person in front of them. And what you want as a consumer, what you want as a homeowner, what you want as a person who has an interest in getting the thing done and over with and out of your hair is you want to just call the insurance company up, tell them you're taking responsibility, and don't give them any reason to try to deny the the claim. Because this is number one thing that insurance companies love to do is they love to deny cases. They love to find reasons why to say no. And you as the insured person, if you cause an accident, Your insurance company is looking for a reason why not to pay out. Trust me, they they would love nothing more. And as a consequence, anything you tell them that maybe isn't entirely true or is defensive, they will use to not pay. And then that puts you in a tough spot because then the victim in the accident potentially will, will be forced to file a lawsuit. You don't want any of that. You just want your insurance company to pay them whatever is necessary, make it go away and and end it. So those are the two things. Turn it over to the insurance company, be very truthful with your insurance company, document everything, put as much I would say in writing as possible, and then just forget about it, uh get better and and move on and don't, you know, and 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 don't do it again. Right? So but this was some advice that I thought not a lot of people will give out because it's always there's always a conversation about what to do when you're the victim in an accident, but not a lot about what to do when when things are are are, you know, when you're you're the cause of it. So there it is. Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234. All right, so in the news today, uh, we're hearing more documents, uh, raids, the FBI going to some of President Biden's homes. This is all hocus pocus, guys. This is all for show. This is, this is theater. None of this is actually designed to get anything on Biden. They're doing this to be able to say, well, we looked into Joe top to bottom and we even, we, even, we even went to his residence in Delaware and we executed a search warrant just like we did on Trump. See, we're not, we're the FBI. We don't pick favorites. And that's all this is. The whole thing is so fantastically rigged in biden's favor there are no words to describe it but by the way even down to how this is all being presented by our own government the national archive did you hear about this representative james comer last night goes on on hannity and he's talking about how he's he's a house oversight chairman so he's the one who's going looking at the fbi looking at the biden administration and he goes, listen. You, you go to the National Archives website, and there's pages and pages on Mar-a-Lago and Trump and all the bad things Trump did, and and, and what the, what. There's no press. There's nothing on the website about Biden. And and so then he explains. Well, look, I, he he wanted to reach out and find out from the Biden people, from the General Counsel over there why that was. Listen to this. So we asked the general counsel, why were there no press releases sent on Joe Biden once it was determined that he had classified documents in his possession. And the counsel said that he did do press releases, but he was ordered uh, and told they couldn't be published. So right, we then so- asked who gave him the orders, and he said, I can't tell you that, but there are only two people that could have given him those orders, and that's either the Department of Justice with Merrick Garland or the White House with Joe Biden. And that's astonishing. You have basically two things going on here, and I took a look at it, and it certainly bears out. There is a ton of information on the National Archives. This, by the way, we are told this is an apolitical organization. I will remind you what we've been beaten over the head with now for months following the Mar-a-Lago raid. The uh, National Archive, they are just librarians. These are just people looking to make sure that the records are safe and secure. This is not a political group. These are not people that have an agenda, blah, blah, blah. And yet, on their website, when facing similar... Um, issues of documents that appear to be controlled uh, at Mar a Lago and then at, well, by the Corvette, right? Biden's garage. They put pages and pages up about Trump, these non political librarians, right? And nothing about Joe Biden. And I'm just again going to remind you, even in spite of the fact, That Biden had no authority at any time as vice president when these documents were removed to declassify anything on his own. Only Barack Obama as president then could have done any of that. Trump, of course, was president when he removed these documents or so he claims. Uh, Tough to disprove that. And so as a consequence, this may be a whole load of nothing with him. But that's not the point, right? I just wanted to come back to that as as a brush up reminder. The real issue here folks is that this is this these swamp creatures they they're not a political this uh this um the, these these records people are not just administrative you know actors they are anti-Trump democratic operatives and it's being rigged even as we speak as something as simple as the archives being involved with recovering stuff that they want back. Now, only care about Trump and the bad things he did. And so this is why I say, when I look at this now, of course, the news a uh, few hours ago was that in one of Biden's homes, by the way, how many homes does he have? This is a guy that's been in freaking government his whole uh, life, and his, his, his wife's a fake doctor, so I, I'm not understanding exactly where all the money is coming from. Oh, Wait. <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> Hunter Biden and some Chinese money, some Ukrainian money, some Russian money. I don't know. I'm just saying. The man has a lot of houses. So they they went through one of his houses today and found absolutely nothing. All right. And uh and 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 I'm I'm just I want to prepare you all emotionally for this. You've got to believe me. When it when it comes to the end of this. Uh, I I think Biden will be exonerated and they'll 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 still be dragging this thing out about about Trump. And and, and that's the timing of it, too. Remember, both are facing an, an election that they want to win. Trump has declared himself a candidate for 24. Biden so far has not stepped down, although he may be encouraged to do so by some members of his own party. And so it'll be interesting to see as these investigations, roughly having started, originated around the same time, how they play out and in what order. All of this will be fascinating. But again, I'm just telling you: do not, do not anticipate any kind of comeuppance or consequences uh, for Joe Biden. Not gonna happen. All right, friends, our hour is up. Of course, starting next week, we'll be here for two hours. So. I need to start preparing my voice now. Wonderful. Hit us up on the podcast. What's Right show? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey app, you know the places. I'll see you here tomorrow. Over now.